0: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Morning Leftovers. I got Mike back today. Um, Say hi to everyone, Mike. going? So, originally when I did the 30-minute episode earlier in the week, I said we probably weren't going to do another episode, but we are. And for this episode, we're going to just talk about all the conference championship games that are happening starting today. Friday, November 30th, and so yeah, we'll go through all the major conferences and just give us thoughts on some of the teams, who we think is going to win, how that affects the college football playoff rankings, depending on who wins and who might lose. So yeah, so we'll start off with the Pac-12 championship game, which is played... Tonight, Friday night at 8 o'clock on Fox. Uh, This game is played in San Francisco at Levi Stadium. We have the Utah Utes playing the Washington Huskies. Both teams are 9-3 coming into this game. Utah is ranked 17th in the country. Washington is 11. This game was already played this season, week three. Washington beat them by two scores. Um... Right now, the spread on this game is Washington minus five and a half. And, you know, both of these teams, I don't really think anyone, I mean, Washington's been good the past few seasons, but as the season progressed, Washington was on the outside looking looking in to get into the Commerce Championship game. Washington State was atop the Pac-12 pretty much the whole season. After Washington, you know, they started off with a loss at Auburn. And as the seasons progressed, Auburn isn't the team that everyone thought they were. They've lost several games this year, um, including games to LSU and Georgia. And so Washington dropped games to, like I said, Auburn the first game of the year. They lost to Oregon and they lost to Cal. The Utes, like I said, they played Washington already earlier this season. So, they, they lost to Washington by two touchdowns. They lost to Washington State by four points. And they lost to Arizona State by 18 points. So, um, I guess I'll... Touch on some of the players. I know I'm sure a lot of people have heard of Jake Browning for Washington. He's their quarterback. He's been there for a few years. He was there the year Washington went to the playoff and got beat by Alabama uh, this year. Uh, he has almost 2,700 passing yards, 16 touchdowns to nine interceptions. So he's not. He's having an okay year, I guess, but uh, his statistics aren't really that amazing or anything and then um, on the other side of the on the other on the other side Utah their their quarterback Huntley um, he's had a really good year Uh, he's had to fight through some injuries but he has 1800 yards passing and then uh, two to one touchdown interception ratio at 12 touchdowns to six picks Um, both of these teams have running backs that went over a 1,000 yards already this season. Um, you know, the stereotype with the Pac-12 is it's usually fast, high-scoring football. Washington, I know, you know, they like to run the ball a lot. They like to play a little power football. I know that from watching them a few games, you know, this year and in the past. So, I will stop blabbing. And, Mike, what do you think about this game? Um.
1: I think this is a game Utah will probably come out on top. Brownie, I think he I think he turns the ball over too much at nine interceptions. It's not good. But I I will I will be rooting for Washington in this game. I I like the Washington coach, Chris Peterson. He used to coach at Boise State when they went on their runs. Uh, what was that? Uh, eight years ago or whatever that was. He's a good coach ever since he got to Washington. It's been a solid program every year. Washington, though, seems to get up there. And then this is a the game they lose. I just, too many turnovers. So you're
0: picking Washington. Do you think it's going to be close? And do you think it's going to be high scoring or low scoring? Because the first the game they played already this year was twenty one to seven. So you think it's going to be something like that? Do you think it's going to be more high scoring than that?
1: It'll be a little more high scoring than that. It these two teams, it's not going to be like your usual like West Coast game you think of, where it's going to be like forty forty something. Like both of them will probably be the winning team. Will probably have like. 30 losing team will have they'll be right there both teams all game so then 10 points yeah it'll be close okay uh for me
0: like you said browning turned has turned the ball over quite a bit this year i watched the washington washington state game last week i was rooting for washington state because i love their coach um and Every year it's been like Washington State's been there, and then they like blow it at the end of the year. So that, that's continued. But for me, I think it's really hard to beat a team twice in the same season, especially. Really yeah. So Definitely. I mean I like both of these teams. I guess I'll say I like Utah a little more. i sort of liked Utah for the past couple seasons. I don't know. I don't know why. But I just do um, both these teams have the same record. I think it will be a close game as well. I don't really see this being a blowout. I think it will be close, but I'm going to pick Utah um, just because I think it will. it's hard to be a team twice. So I think Utah will be ready to play them again. So that is our first game, like I said, Pac-12 championship game. Um, implications of this game. A lot would have to happen. I don't think either of these teams have any shot of getting into, obviously, the playoff. Washington's
1: 11th, but they're too far away. Um, Washington's 11th. If they beat Utah, Utah's a 17. It's not like Utah's... Right, no, they're not going to jump. No, no
0: way. But I would assume whoever wins this game goes to the Rose Bowl. Yeah. So they'll end up... You know, whoever wins will probably play Ohio State or Michigan in the Rose Bowl, depending on what happens with the Big Ten.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're either one of these schools, Rose Bowl because of the playoff now doesn't, it's not what it was, but it's still a huge game to get into. Right um, For the universities, it's, It's a payday, too. You know, it brings in a lot of money for the university recruiting in the offseason. they can tell their players, hey, look, we went to this big bowl game. So, either team's going to want to get there. All right, so moving on now.
0: You know, the other thing I like about this, looking at all these games, they spread out these games well in terms of time slots. I'm glad there's not, like, overlapping games. It's sort of nice. So, all right. Next day Saturday at noon on ABC we have the Big 12 Championship game being played at Jerry's World we have the number 14 ranked Texas Longhorns they're 9 and 3 taking on the number 5 ranked Oklahoma Sooners they're 11 and 1 and once again this game has already been played this season Texas actually beat Oklahoma and they were Oklahoma's only loss this year
1: High-scoring game. It
0: was. I think it was like 40 to 40. Uh, it was both 40s. 48-45. Okay. So, as of right now, the spread on this game is Oklahoma minus 7.5. Like I said, this is played at Jerry's World down in Arlington. Um, You know, Oklahoma probably has one would argue the best quarterback in the whole nation this year in Kyle Murray, um, Kyler Murray. Um, he has 3,600 passing yards, 37 touchdowns to seven interceptions, which is insane. Yeah. 37
1: touchdowns. Eh? And in
0: uh, and Texas's quarterback, Ellinger's been he's had a great year too. He has almost 2,800 passing yards and he has 23 touchdowns to four picks. Um, For Oklahoma, Brooks, they're running back. He only has 103 carries for almost 1,000 yards. You do the math, it's almost averaging 10 yards a pop. That's efficient. That'll work. And for Texas, it's a little more down to earth. These teams really don't run the ball that much. It's, you know. They use their pass to set up and run. Right. These teams run like air raid offenses. It's pretty much <laughs> just like. We're just going to throw the – it's something I wish the Michigan would do a little bit. Throw the ball down the field. The, these teams yeah, do it yeah, all yeah. the time. Um, so, from an entertainment standpoint, the Big 12 is fun to watch because usually it is like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, You know, I'm sort of going to use my argument from – Lat the Pac 12 game of this game, Texas beat Oklahoma. I really think it's gonna be hard for Texas to beat Oklahoma
1: twice. I think I think yeah, Oklahoma's a better just overall team. Only thing I'll say though
0: I feel like it is more of a home game for Texas because it is being played in Dallas. Yeah, it will be. be. But I mean I'm sure the stadium will be balanced.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I know Texas fans travel. Texans fans Texas fans are gonna travel. It's not too far for them. It, it yeah, I I guess Oklahoma or yeah, Texas to have a home field advantage with their fans there. They're excited, you know, Texas football seems to be bouncing back finally after years of garbage. But Oklahoma just better, you know.
0: As long as Kyler Murray stays healthy I really don't see Texas winning
1: this game yeah if Either. Kyler Murray goes down then still obviously so, so yeah uh I like I'll take Oklahoma I'll give up to seven and a half with its high scoring is their previous game was at seven and a half ain't nothing
0: yeah uh, I think this game will be high scoring again but I could see Oklahoma winning by more than one score. So, I don't know. We'll see. I. It could be close. I mean, I'm not saying Texas has no shot to do this, but I'm just, I'm just thinking Oklahoma's gonna. They're really focused on winning and trying to get to the playoffs, so they're gonna have to have a convincing win over Texas to possibly get it over Ohio State, depending on what happens with the Georgia-Alabama game. So moving on now, um, we have. The Sun Belt Conference. Just want to say what teams it is, but no one really cares because neither of these teams are doing to do anything. What teams? Louisiana and Appalachian State.
1: Oh, gotta go with App State, man.
0: Yeah, they have a good. They have a good record. They have had a good year. They're nine and two. They're seven and one in their conference. They went to overtime with Penn State at the start of the year. Really wish they would have beaten them, but they didn't. But yeah, App State will probably win that. Now we're going to skedaddle down a little bit more, and three thirty game, the American Athletic Conference Championship. We have Memphis taking on UCF, and the only reason I'm bringing this game up is because UCF lost their starting quarterback to that gruesome leg injury that happened last weekend. So... UCF's ranked eighth right now. It was really surprising to see Michigan only fall three spots, even though that LSU lost and Washington State lost. And that UCF didn't move in front of Michigan, but I think UCF losing their starting quarterback affected how the committee ranked them because, Uh, I mean, say what you want. I mean, if you lose your starting quarterback, you I mean they're not going to put a team in or move them higher when they know that they just lost their best player because the whole team's going to be different now. It, I mean I know I know one player doesn't affect the whole
1: team, but your quarterback your, affects your whole offense. Your quarterback is, you know, your your general. If you lose your starting quarterback, that you're not Alabama. You don't have six quarterbacks in waiting to just step right in. Um, this game is played
0: in Orlando, so it's a home game for UCF. That's where their campus is in Orlando. I still think UCF will win this championship game. I don't really know. I'm sure, you know, with the program that Scott Frost built at UCF, I'm sure they have a kid, like their backup QB, I'm sure is probably decent. So I'm sure, I think, you know, they'll definitely win the conference. You know, with UCF being ranked so high, they'll probably make a New Year's six New Year's six bowl. Um, but even if they were to win big, and all these other teams were to lose, I still don't think UCF would make the playoff just because no one wants to see UCF without their starting quarterback play
1: against Alabama. Even with the starting quarterback, I don't think they get in. I would love to see it, right. but. The- just like last year, the committee doesn't respect the teams they play, which you know they, they do play a lot lesser opponents. But when you're on the verge of going undefeated two years in a row, and you didn't get in the playoff either year, right? Not a good look for the committee.
0: Now moving on again. Now we're getting to one could argue probably the biggest game of the day. We have the SEC Championship, number 1 ranked Alabama Crimson Tide. <clears throat> they are undefeated and they're playing the number 4 ranked Georgia Bulldogs. They are 11 and 1. Their only loss is, was at LSU earlier in the year. This game is played in Atlanta, Georgia. The line on the game so far is Alabama minus 13. And, you know, Alabama, you know, as always, has, you know, they've played like Alabama. But, to me, who have they really played this year?
1: Now, yeah, much more, really.
0: if we go back and look at their schedule, their closest game was... Mississippi State, who had the best defense probably out of all the teams they played. It's close to LSU. That game was even a blowout, too. So, you know, the two close games Alabama has had, they still won by multiple scores. Obviously, you know, it's a rematch of the national championship from last year. It's played in Atlanta. It's a home game for Georgia. Their fans will... Flock to that stadium, probably. Um, You know, it is a test for Alabama, but at the same time, I don't think Georgia's nearly as good as they were last year. And Georgia really hasn't played anyone either, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think Bama loses the game. If Bama does lose, how far do they
0: fall? Depends how much they like. It depends, probably depend on how close the game was, or if they lost by multiple scores. Say, uh, say Georgia. If it's like a three point, beats them by ten. I think if Georgia beats them by ten, they're going to drop out of the top four. Really? If it's within ten, no. Okay. If it's more, if it's ten or more, I think they drop. Especially depending on how Oklahoma and Ohio State plays. Because Notre Dame's a lock. They're undefeated. They don't have a game this week. They're in. Clemson should... Well, we'll talk about the Clemson thing, but we will assume that they will be in. Then you have these two teams. Georgia wins, they're in. Um, The rankings would obviously change. But I... Yeah, I think if Georgia beats them by 10 or more, I
1: think Alabama's going to be knocked out. I would love to see a playoff with no Alabama, so I'm going to yeah. root Georgia all the way. Um,
0: You know, Alabama ha- has Tua as their QB. Alabama, you know, they, they're d- – compared to years past, their defense is year- nowhere near as close as it was – but their offense is so much better than it was. So, you know, they have little trade-offs here. Their defense isn't nearly as good, but their offense is way better than it used to be because they have a quarterback yeah, that can the sling the ball. Best quarterback
1: they probably
0: ever had. Um, Tua's numbers this year, he has over 3,000 passing yards. He has 36 touchdowns to two picks. It's better than Kyler Murray's stats. Um, Georgia, Jake Fromm, he's a sophomore this year. He has twenty-two hundred passing yards, twenty-four touchdowns, to five picks. So that's, you know, that's still a solid ratio. Um, Georgia likes to, both well, of these teams, I guess, sort of like to play power ball, but Alabama has definitely slung the ball around a lot more than they probably ever have. Um, you know, Georgia's running back Swift. He has like one hundred forty carries for nine hundred. 50 plus yards, so he had, you know, can do the math. It's over, averaging over five yards a carry, so that's it's really good. Um, for Alabama, I'd probably say their best weapon besides Tua is their wide receiver, Judy. I think that's how you pronounce his name. He has over 1,000 receiving yards and over 10 touchdowns this year, so that's, you know, that's awesome for a college kid college wide receiver to have those kind of numbers. Um man, I I don't know. I don't like this spread. I you know, in Alabama minus twelve and a half. I, I think I'm gonna pick Georgia. And I think I do not think it's gonna be now Alabama could have one of those games where they get like two pick sixes or Jake Fromm like fumbles the ball and then it turns into a blowout, which could definitely happen. But I'm going to say that Georgia is very focused. They want to get revenge for last year. It's pretty much a home game for them. This game has not happened yet this year, so I think I'm gonna roll with Georgia. Even like I said, even with the spread,
1: I'm taking Georgia. They might lose the game, but oh, with the spread, you gotta take Georgia. Yeah, I'm, it's the one and the four going against each other. Twelve and a half. It's huge. So yeah. I wish I could fly to Vegas right now and put some money on that. Yeah, I I yeah. I'm gonna I'm rooting for Georgia. I'm
0: gonna pick Georgia. I hope if Georgia wins, like I said, I hope they win by it'd be nice if they spanked Alabama a little Just bit. Blow them out. Yeah, it'd be kinda nice. But with Tua, you know, I really don't think it would be I don't think anyone's really gonna blow out Alabama. But I think a ten point victory is doable. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Georgia. Same. And hopefully we can finally have a year where Alabama's not in the playoff because
1: that actually would be nice to see. Tired of seeing Saban all the time, his interviews. Him and his sassy old ass. Yeah.
0: Now moving on, we'll talk about the. Uh, talk about a little more west coast mountain west football championship we have the number 25 ranked Fresno State Bulldogs mm, yeah. against the number 22 ranked Boise State Broncos, Broncos. yeah and uh, Smurf Turf both of these teams are 10 and 2 and it is on the Smurf turf, you said? It, yeah, yep. it is. It's in it's Boise, a, Idaho. It's on Smurf
1: turf, and it is a rematch of about four weeks ago. Boise beat Fresno 24-17. Okay. And that was also on the Smurf turf. So it's a complete rematch of that game.
0: Well, I'm going to stick with my reasoning that I've stuck with for two other games, it's hard to beat a team twice. Now, Boise State is home. Fresno State is a warm-weather team. It's going to be 40 degrees in Boise. But both of these offenses seem very powerful. Boise, or, uh, Fresno's quarterback, McMarion, has over 3,000 passing yards this year, 24 touchdowns and three picks. It's a really good ratio. Boise State's quarterback, Ripien, over – 3,500 passing yards, 29 TDs, to seven picks. That's a really good ratio. Boise State likes to run the ball. Their back Madison has 262 carries for over 1,000 yards this year. It's great. 16 touchdowns um, for Fresno. They like to pass the ball a little bit more. Um, their wider one of their wide receivers, K, K Johnson. Don't know what the K stands for, but K Johnson, 87. Receptions for over a 1,000 yards and eight touchdowns.
1: Spread on this game is even. The That's boys, interesting. Either way. That is very interesting. That's... So you're just picking the winner. Picking the winner straight up. Like you said, it is a rematch. Like, my heart and my
0: head are telling me two different things with this game. I love Boise State. Like I, just, I
1: know you do. So you're gonna pick I don't know State. why. It's just... Blue field is ugly and I fucking love it. The the blue and orange colors are like gaudy but it works. The horse logo, I don't know, just looks cool. I'm picking Boise State. Probably shouldn't, but I am.
0: My head's telling me to pick Boise State, but just cause it's a home game. It's cold. I'm going to pick Fresno. Like I said, I'm going to go really? with the, my reasoning I've gone with the past few times. Watch, I'll probably be 0-3 in the games, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Used this reasoning. It's hard to beat a team twice. Um, I don't know. I just think... I think Fresno's just gonna outscore them. That's how you win the game. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know, man. I just think that's usually how you win games. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. Like it'd be an upset,
1: so let's just go with the upset, right? I mean, Fresno's averaging thirty six point three a game. Boise's averaging thirty seven. Even Fresno's giving up thirteen and a half a game. Boise State's giving up 22.3. So, from a statistical
0: standpoint, Fresno should win the game. Should. That's why it might be even, because statistically, Fresno should win, but it's a home game for Boise. Great. Man, I wish they'd play in Fresno. That'd be nice. It'd be, like, hot and sunny. Mm-hmm. and.
1: Up in Fresno. I'd take Fresno all day.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I mean... Uh, m- Mountain West football is cool. Usually their Commerce Championship games are pretty uh, fun to watch, and usually there's some pretty good teams every year. So.
1: Game on at
0: 7.45 on ESPN. I'll be watching that one. And 15 minutes later, we have two two big games. Um, we'll do the ACC Championship. Game first is in Charlotte, North Carolina at the Bank of America Stadium where the Carolina Panthers play football. We have the number two ranked Clemson Tigers against the
1: Pittsburgh Panthers.
0: Panthers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're off with your
0: mascots today. I, yeah, I don't know why I didn't know Pitts, but... Anyway, the spread for this game is Clemson minus twenty-seven and a half. Clemson is undefeated. Pittsburgh is seven and five with a six and two ACC record. But they've got Pat Narduzzi. But they have Pat Narduzzi as their head coach, and you know Pittsburgh is one of those teams that sucks, but like they could upset anyone. They played Notre Dame this year. That was Notre Dame's closest game all year.
1: Yeah, like if you look at its losses, they're just some good teams. Really? Who? Pitt I know lost, Notre Dame. but Pitt lost second game of the year to Penn State. That was ugly 51-6. to They lost to UNC at UNC 38-35. That was close. Lost to UCF. 45-14. Hey, that's a blowout. And then lost to Notre Dame.
0: 19-14. So we got a good mix of... They didn't show up and they could have upset someone. Oh, and
1: they lost to uh, Miami 24-3. Okay.
0: Well... According to ESPN's AccuWeather on the game, there is rain involved, possibly. Now, we're just going to throw out the records. We're just going to talk about the, the actual rosters. Now, from a talent standpoint, Clemson is far and beyond what Pitt has in terms of talent. But, if you recall, I believe last year, Pitt took Clemson to overtime at Clemson. And lost. You know what? <sighs> Can't believe I'm doing this. I'm not gonna pit pit. I'm not gonna pick pit to win the game. I just don't like that spread, man. I think that's your. <laughs> I mean, I get pit. Pit has gotten blown out this year, like you said to Penn State. Um, mm-hmm. And UCF, so it's not like they won't get blown out. But I just think in a conference championship game, I feel like Pat Narduzzi can at least get his guys up for a big game. I just think it's going to be a lot closer than 28 points.
1: Like I said, I'm not going to pick yeah, Pitt to win the 20, game. 27 and a half in a, championship for a conference game. championship game. I don't
0: really like that.
1: You know, and Pitt Pitt runs the ball.
0: They they like to run the boring eye mm-hmm. stuff that Michigan State and Michigan like to run. Um, Pitt's running back is really good though. 176 carries, over a thousand yards. Q Allison. So, you know, Pitt Clemson can score fast. Clemson has a very athletic, talented defense. But if Pitt can just, you know, stay on the field offensively and just grind out the time of possession, it could be a close game. It,
1: yeah, I, it should be closer than the 27 and a half. So with the points, I would take Pitt. If you're going straight up, you got to take Clemson. But um, what if... Clemson and Bama both ended up losing.
0: Well, if Clemson lost to Pitt, they'd definitely be out. Because Pitt's
1: not even ranked. Of course. So Clemson loses. Bama loses by 10 or more. What the hell does the playoff committee do then? Well, I. Notre
0: Dame. Is Notre Dame point. would be one. <laughs> and then you'd probably have Georgia, too. And then, depending on Oklahoma Ohio and Ohio State, State, you'd have Oklahoma and Ohio State <laughs> in. So you'd have Notre Dame against Ohio State, which I would I think that would be It'd fun be to fun watch. watch yes. And then you'd have Georgia and Oklahoma. Oklahoma,
1: which that's a rematch of the Rose Bowl last year. Let's do it. I want to see this. That'd be cool. I want chaos. I want... Yes. Make it happen. Let's go Pitt. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, I'm
0: thinking Clemson's going to win the game, but messy conditions. If it rains hard, I think that would favor Pittsburgh, maybe, because they like to run the ball and just, just slowly but surely move down the field. Clemson likes to air it out and stuff. I don't know. This game could be a blowout, too, though. It has... Put the potential to be a blowout if Pittsburgh doesn't show up, but I don't know. I think Doozy can get the kids to play a little for this game. So Definitely. I'll, I'm going to pick Clemson to win, but like I said, for the spread purpose, I'm going to pick Pitt. Exactly the same.
1: Clemson outright, Pitt with the points.
0: And then moving on to our last conference championship game. The 21-ranked Northwestern Wildcats take on the number six-ranked Ohio State Buckeyes in Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis for the Big Ten Championship. And for some reason, this game doesn't have a spread. And I don't know why, but it doesn't. At least ESPN doesn't have a spread up. So,
1: yeah, I might be able to find it on my other site here.
0: So, this, um, this stadium is a dome, so it'll be played indoors. I don't think they'll have the roof, o- roof open because, according to this, it's going to be raining in Indianapolis tomorrow. So, we have Ohio State, who's been probably the most inconsistent top ten team in the whole country. They go to overtime with Maryland, and they squeak out a win. They damn near lose to Nebraska at home. And we all know how Nebraska's season's been. And you know, they didn't even look good against Minnesota. They got blown out by Purdue. But Ohio State is eleven and one and they're coming off a spanking of Michigan last week. And some last week they played their most complete game all year and they look like Ohio State usually does. And then you have Northwestern who is 8 and 1 in the Big 10 but have an 8 and 4 record because they lost to Akron and Duke at the beginning of the year. Like uh, they should not have lost either of those games. Really they should be 10 and 2 right now and their only losses should
1: be Michigan and Notre Dame. But because of because of those losses what is Northwestern I don't know. It's
0: weird because those those losses happened so early in the year, and then they had their bye week, and then the rest of the year they played pretty great, right. honestly. Are they 8-1 in the Big Ten, even though the West is weaker. They still beat Purdue, who absolutely destroyed Ohio State. They beat Wisconsin, who's had, we'll, we'll be honest, a not great year. They beat
1: Iowa. They beat Michigan State. They in beat Michigan State East in
0: East Lansing. To me, this game—did you find a spread or no?
1: Yeah, I got spread. Northwestern is getting fifteen. That's according to uh. So that means it's one minor. of the major sports books out in so Las Vegas. That means it's minus fifteen, Ohio State. Yep.
0: Yeah, I think this game really depends on what Ohio State team shows up. If the Ohio State team from last week shows up. I really don't think this game's going to be close. However, at the same time, last week's Michigan game, the Michigan coaches neglected to make adjustments, and I talked about all this in the earlier episode this week. Northwestern does not play defense like Michigan does. Northwestern will play zone and stuff because they don't have the athletes to cover Ohio State's weapons on offense. It's, right. So it's going to be different. I mean, Pat Pat Fitzgerald is a great coach. I think he's a really good coach. Those kids are going to be ready to play. I remember a few weeks ago, Northwestern had to go up to Minnesota. They had a game. Mm -hmm. And as we all know, Minnesota plays outside. and It's November. And all the kids from Northwestern warmed up without a shirt on. Yep. And Northwestern is a bunch of smart white kids. And then they have, like, a few black kids mixed in on the team that like usually are like their receivers or their running back. Um Northwestern is in the Big Ten championship game. Like can we just like let this sink in a little? I didn't I wouldn't have picked this at the start of the year. Man, I I am honestly kind of rooting for Northwestern.
1: So let's say our other upsets happen. And Northwestern needs Ohio State. And Michigan's (laughs) in. So there's
0: a chance for Michigan. Yes. (laughs) Technically, yes. Yeah, because that's why I said that Michigan only moved down to seven. Just think if Oklahoma lost, too. If Oklahoma loses, Ohio State loses, Georgia or Alabama loses, Clemson loses— it's a massive cluster f. <laughs> Michigan's gonna get in then. Now, if that is that really gonna happen, probably not. But there's a chance.
1: There's a chance.
0: Because the Michigan's argument is, okay, we lost to a touchdown to a team that's already a locked playoff team. First mm-hmm. game of the year, and then no. okay, we we go down to Columbus. And they beat us handedly, but, like, Ohio State still is 11-1. and one.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, if all those upsets happen, yeah, you, you could definitely put Michigan in the playoff. Well, that would be so weird. Because
0: we would, like, back into the playoffs. <laughs> like, oh, all these other teams lost. Michigan's in the playoff. What?
1: How would you feel as a fan? Rematch against Notre Dame, first round. How would you feel as a fan making the playoff that way? Because after last week, you're like, oh, well, forget it. It's done. I don't know. I feel weird. Like. It would be weird. I don't even know how I'd
0: feel. I mean, I'd be. Like, it would be cool, but at the same time, it'd be sort of like. But do we really deserve it? But I guess we do, since all these other teams lost. I don't know. Yeah. I mean.
1: It's weird. I don't know. I mean, if you got in that way, it's because say
0: like say Clemson loses, even though they'd still be twelve and one, they lost to an unranked team that has five losses. Michigan's lost to two teams with a combination of one loss, right? So, like, yes, Michigan has two losses, but who did they play? Right. Right? Like if Clemson loses to Pitt, it's like, well, they had no business really losing to Pitt. So I don't
1: know. Michigan's losses were two very strong programs. The way you lost to Ohio State is not acceptable. But
0: the only thing I'll say is we went there. At least we didn't get spanked at home.
1: Yeah, Yeah, you were on the road too. But
0: I don't know. Like I said, but okay, back to this game. Now you're dreaming. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'm still rooting for Northwestern. I think Pat is really going to get the kids that they'll be ready to play. Now, from a talent standpoint, Ohio State is above and beyond better than Northwestern. But if we get the Ohio State team that played against Maryland or Nebraska, Northwestern can probably win the
1: game because Northwestern is better than Maryland and Nebraska. I want to see like Northwestern leading this game. I want to have the camera on Urban Meyer having Urban Meyer just on like, the losing his mind.
0: And then um, we could all say something that no one ever thought we would say. Northwestern is the Big 10 champion <laughs> in
1: football. That will never happen again. Probably not. If that,
0: probably not. If you really think about it, like, especially with Scott Frost being at Nebraska, that like that program will only get better. Fleck at Minnesota, they got better this year. Wisconsin had an awful year, and that's rare. And then Iowa was just sort of like another year too.
1: They'll bounce back up like they always do.
0: So, yeah, it's just a weird year, man. Purdue with their head coach, like, they're getting better. I don't know. Northwestern probably will never make it back to this point.
1: Northwestern may be talking about this year.
0: What did you say the spread was? 20?
1: I think I said 15. Oh, 15. Yeah. Yeah, 15.
0: I'm taking the spread. Or I'm I'm taking Northwestern.
1: Northwestern. Yeah. With the points...
0: Yep. Outright. I really don't think this is going to be a blowout. Unless, because what Northwestern does is, like, offensively, what Northwestern does is Ohio State's weakness. Their secondary has sucked all year. They've given up big plays all year. Mm Mm-hmm. Northwestern doesn't really run the ball at all. Ever since their running back like had to quit football because of the health issue, they just they throw they just throw the ball all over the place. They have a very um, experienced veteran quarterback, and they gave Michigan problems. They gave Michigan State problems the way they play offense because they throw quick passes. And their quarterback's accurate, and he knows what he's doing, and he doesn't make mistakes. He's yeah. smart. He has to be if he's at Northwestern. Um, and then, obviously, like, Ohio State's offense all year has been amazing with Dwayne Haskins um, at quarterback. Like, their their offense really hasn't been an issue. I don't really think – or the Westerners are not going to be able to stop Ohio State – they can somehow manage to slow them down, or keep their keep, or if Northwestern can keep their offense on the field, if their defense breaks and keep Haskins off the field, like I think this game could be very close. I'm rooting for Northwestern. Like I said, I'm taking them with the points.
1: So yeah. Northwestern, they definitely have a chance to win this game. So yeah, so that. Kind of uh all right well that's probably it for the big ten but you didn't cover the Mac. Let's get a quick prediction on the Mac championship game. We have Northern
0: Illinois playing Buffalo. Woo Buffalo's ten and two and seven and one in the Mac. And their two losses are against Army and at Ohio. Buffalo went to Rutgers and killed (laughs) him. That's so bad.
1: Is there a spread on this game? No, there's not. I will pull it up on my other site. Northern Illinois plus three and a half. So Buffalo's close. All
0: right, well, this is pretty much picking the winner of the game because it's that low. Northern Illinois, they have quite a few losses. They lost at Iowa against Utah at Florida State versus Miami, Ohio at Western. So Northern Illinois 7-5, Buffalo is 10-2. and I'm going to probably pick Buffalo uh, just because they've been the better team. You know, all year, their quarterback, Jackson, 2,600 passing yards, 25 touchdowns, 11 picks. You know, for Northern Illinois, their quarterback, Childers, his ratio is 11
1: touchdowns and 9 picks. It's not that great. Uh, Buffalo averages 35.3 points a game, too. Yeah, and Northern Illinois only averages 20. Northern
0: Illinois has a better defense statistically from this, but uh, they only give up 20 points, Where Buffalo gives up 24, but they're also scoring 15 more points than Northern Illinois does. So, man. I uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Buffalo. Now, this is, this is really isn't a home game for anyone. Both these teams have to travel a decent amount to get here. It is in Detroit,
1: Ford Field. Wonder, yeah. I wonder how much it is to get into this game. Let me pull up stuff up real quick. You know what? Take
0: Ticket, 508 tickets as low as $2. Really? It's what it <laughs> says on ESPN. <laughs> $2. <laughs> what? But, like, but who would really want to go? I mean, I guess it's football, but.
1: I mean, you go walk around Ford Field. The
0: end zones are GA seating. <laughs> All right. Three bucks
1: a piece. Stub Hub, get in for six bucks. Um, let's see here. That's so bad. <laughs> you can get into a suite for a hundred bucks. You can get into a corner suite right here. Let's pull this up. That's stuff up for $51. It's because
0: both it, no one wants to come watch either of these teams. That's why. If it was like Toledo or like Western or Eastern or Central or even Bowling Green, it'd be different. But, like... No one's. That means that no one has bought tickets.
1: If the tickets are that cheap, that no one's going. You can go sit in a suite though for fifty bucks. That is sort of cool. If you think about it, but games at seven. We can do it. You <laughs> and <sighs> your tempting ways.
0: Yeah, let's. G- God. <laughs> I think the lower parking tours parking is still going to be 50 bucks to park, to watch a mm. Mac championship
1: game. I any parking passes Sometimes I do. Have you ever been in a suite at Ford Field? Yes, I have. Um, the year the Lions went 0-16 I attended two football games that year, and one of them was in the Motor City Casinos big, like, corner suite. It was cool. It was not something I'm used to. Like, we walked to the door. A guy opens the door, took our jackets from us, like, put them in a special closet and, like, showed us around the suite. It was an all-inclusive buffet. Uh, it was like, really, they do this for every game there? I guess the Motor City Suite they do anyways, and it was a open bar, whatever you wanted. So we're sitting there, you know. I I go up to the buffet, I get some chicken wings and you know French fries, or whatever they had out. My dad gets a couple drinks, and even tried to tip the uh, the waiter guy that brought the food to us in our seat, even though you know the bar is just like ten feet away. Guy brought it to him. Dad tried to tip him. The guy was like, No, no, sir. We don't accept tips. Like, it was just, it was weird. They had couches on the side. Like, most of the people weren't even watching the game. We were watching the game. We were there for football. The other people, like, they're just like, I don't know, they're like business people. They're just like sitting on couches, just like talking. They don't even know the score of the game. Oh my God.
0: It's Like, oh,
1: right. are the suites the ones that are in
0: the. Part of, I don't know what direction it is, but the side of the stadium that's old warehouse is yes, that where all the suites yes, are? Yes, The
1: suites are built into the old warehouse. Okay. So when you go into through the main atrium entrance, instead of staying to the uh, left of like the team store, if you go to the right behind the warehouse. That's where, like, the escalators and the elevators oh, so and I the have streets. to take you up to the suite levels. Yeah. Okay. That's fine.
0: God, if we had a group of us to go, it would be, like, so cheap a person, really, if you
1: think about it. You said 50 bucks for a suite? I think it's, uh, well, it's 50 bucks for a ticket to get into the suite. Oh, so you share it?
0: With like other people?
1: Um, no, I think 50, probably there's yeah, there's 19 tickets available for it. It was probably like a 20 person suite, so there might be just like one guy in that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh my
0: god, the one guy that's hoping he's gonna be the only one in the suite.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably like some northern Illinois parent couldn't get any other parents to go with him, so now he's just by himself. That's kind of funny, honestly.
0: Well, who knows what'll happen between now and then. We have seven hours, five hours. Yeah. Yeah. Watch the prices, they might go down. 50 cents a ticket. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, well that will kind of wrap everything up for this one. We're almost at at an hour. So those are our predictions for all the conference championship games. And then Sunday is selection Sunday. So that's when we find out the final rankings and who's in the playoff and what bowls everyone's going to. So next week we'll do – an episode, it might take both episodes, honestly, depending on how long it takes, but we'll literally go, like, through all the bowl games, if you want, or at I mean, least the isn't, important ones. is like, 40 bowl games now? Okay, okay. well, we're not going to do the weird ones, but <laughs> the big ones, obviously, and then Michigan and Michigan State's bowl, and... Michigan State might be playing at Ford Field this year. That'd be sort of cool. I'd go. They play like Buffalo.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Buffalo comes back to Ford Field. It was. uh, I was reading too real quick. I guess there's more teams that are bowl eligible this year than there are actual bowl games. So like. Western and Eastern, who are both bowl eligible this year, they're like athletic directors or, like, really trying to sell the school. Like, hey, pick us to be in your bowl game. So,
0: yeah. We'll see, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. All right. That wraps up this episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Like always, we're on Facebook. Morning with our Sports Podcast. You can listen to our podcast anywhere. And we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Thank you.